everyone. Uh, thanks for uh, checking us out at 316 Podcast. I am Clayton, and I am with 316 Creative Works. Uh, before we start, you always want to thank your production crew. So uh, in studio today is uh, our, our uh, creative producer, Esther. Also always our technical producer, Justin, and our house manager, Danielle. Uh, again, I'm Clayton from 316 Creative Works, and today we are so happy and so honored to have with us. We're, today we are talking with Jason. Now listen, uh, be before we get too, too deep into the woods here a little bit, Jason is a good friend of mine, right? So, there, so there's always, um, you always want to be as honest as you possibly can. I don't want anyone to think that we've just met. Uh, I've, I've known Jason for a, a number of years. Uh, Jason is a good friend of mine. He is, uh, he's, a, he's a pastor. Uh, he's a husband. Uh, he's a father. He's a, he's a good friend to a lot of people. So today we are talking with Jason. Uh, we're coming to you live from the Farmhouse Studios. Jason, first of all, thank you so much. Man, I'm so honored that, that you would spend some time here with us at the Farmhouse. So thanks thanks for coming in, man. Absolutely, Clayton. So you've got, uh, it, you know, like, like all of us, uh, you've got a story, right? And to some people, it's an extraordinary story. But all things being relative to other people, it's, it's okay. Like, like, you're not a crackhead, right? <laughs> like, uh, not the last time I like checked, You don't no. have that testimony, right? No, I do not. But there are other twists and turns and whatever's in your story, right? Uh, first of all, today, as we sit here today, it's uh, middle end of February 2021. Uh, you are gainfully employed. I am. As a pastor. Do you prefer pastor or preacher? <laughs> A pastor. Good reverend, right? Uh, I usually just prefer Jason. You, <laughs> I told you, don't be funny. You're killing me. Uh, you're married? I am to Kristen. Uh, Kristen. And you have? Three children. Three kids. Annika is 21. Mm -hmm. Justin is 19 mm -hmm. and is in the room right now. And uh, Kate is 16. Uh, okay. So, so since he let the cat out of the bag, uh, my producer... Is is Jason's uh, middle and favorite son, right? Correct. I mean, my fair, favorite son. Fair to say, absolutely. Fair to say. Uh, you work at Faith Church. I'm the pastor at the Highland location. You're the pastor at the Highland location. There's a bunch of locations there. We have five locations for Faith Church. Yep. Ooh. So I'm at the Highland location. All right. Now, before we get into all of that, let's let's kind of let's. Let's start at the beginning, not the beginning of in the beginning God said, but in the beginning of Jason. Uh, normal kid, you kind of just uh, my mom and a dad and, and normal, really no big things. They're just. Yeah, I don't think there were any huge things. My mom and dad were really young uh -huh. uh, when they got married and when yeah. I was born. Well, young love does that, right? I mean, I, I, I was married young. Uh, you know, I, I, I found my love in high school. And uh, after college, it was either you, you break up or get married. I mean, we you, you had to move to the next level. So uh, it was also 47 years ago-ish, right? 40, 47, 48, 49 years ago. So yeah, young was young was cool back then. So, yeah, got married young. Then they had uh, three kids, basically about three years apart. And uh, for the most part, 
Uh, things were fairly normal, stable family, went to grandma and grandpa's every Sunday after church for dinner. Uh, but when my sister, who's the youngest, I have a younger brother and then a younger sister, uh, and when my younger sister was about three years old, they discovered that she had a brain tumor. Really? And so then that threw a lot of things uh Changed a lot of things. Yeah, so so she was three, and you said you were about three years apart. That puts you at nine-ish? Right about there, yeah. Do you remember that? I do. I remember having to get into the van and go. Um, she had the brain tumor removed, and then she had to have radiation. Uh, and I remember having to get in the window van and driving downtown to Children's Memorial Hospital uh-huh. at the time to go with for radiation treatments. And you just knew... It, this wasn't normal, and you knew it was serious. You, so you knew that because you were told that, or you felt the uh, the energy in the family change? Well, you feel the change. Uh, you feel the focus has to go right to this. Um, but you also look around, and none of your friends at school are going through this. Nobody else is talking about these issues or having to get in the van to go downtown to radiation treatment. So you knew it was unique for your family. Yeah. Uh, do you do you remember life before? Hmm, that's a good question. I'm not sure that I do. Yeah. Yeah. So not sure it, that I do. So when you think now, uh, <laughs> all right, uh, we're brothers. We're good friends. Uh, our, our 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 wives are uh, cousins, uh, f- friends, and so. Um, I, I kind of grew up knowing about you. Um, and so when I think about my life and, and, and my stories and the, and the things that formed me, I, I think uh, about how, how far back I can, I can think. Uh, so are you, are you really telling me that you, you don't remember a time in life that cancer was not a word in your reality? Yeah, I don't think I do. No. Your mom and dad were healthy? Yes. And they're still healthy? Still healthy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, you, but, but I was saying, I don't want to gloss over that, but, but did you have a fairly normal childhood other than the fact that your childhood was, I don't want to say consumed, I'm sure your parents tried to be as normal as possible, but cancer was a part of it. Correct. And there, and there were seasons right after she went through that treatment, then she was fine for a while, then it came back. When she was 12. And so, yeah, there were seasons of definite normalcy. And I think my parents worked really hard to try to make our lives as normal as possible and to have routines. And, you know, the last week of July, every summer, we went to Shitek, Wisconsin, fishing. Careful how you say that. It's a family show. Yeah, okay. It's Shitek, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> So, you know, my dad would clean out his work truck and we would load into it. This was the day before you had to wear seatbelts yeah, and you'd yeah. be in the back of this work van and driving up to Wisconsin and going fishing and going swimming all week. And yeah, the, the other things, uh, rhythms of life maintained, still went to church, still saw, you know, your family every week and yeah. did and you, family and you, things. You've got a big family. Correct. Now, I don't know if it's admirable or annoying. Uh, I, I have a, a smaller family and uh, kind of you know thrown out all over all over the country, but but you you've got a big family unit. I don't know if it's your it's your dad's fault or your mom's fault or where the big familyness comes from. 
Yeah, well, I'd actually say it's both. While my dad um, only has one sister, we were with that family every Sunday for uh, Sunday dinner. But then, too, we saw his cousins and his Mm -hmm. aunts and uncles and the extended family. And then my mom is the oldest of six kids. And so, and we do things with their extended family. And so, so it sounds to yeah, me like, like like your family is like the Italian version of a Dutch family. Like you guys are probably getting together in, in some huge Yeah, a, a Christmas party was probably 70 people. Yeah. I'd be lucky to get seven yeah. people. And no, that, so it's good. I mean, it's yeah. all what you grow up with, right? And what you're used to. Yeah, so when you were a kid, I mean... Um, do you remember that that family getting together and kind of railing around Nick and Karen to to bless them and pray for them and take care of you and and your brother? Um, was was that a, a big part of it? Like, sure. Like the family came together. Yeah, I remember aunts, uncles taking turns spending the night with her in the hospital or coming to spend the night with me and my brother. Um, you know, I also remember even even broader the church family. Like, I remember we lived in. Country Club Hills, while the majority of our family was kind of centered in South Holland. Um, and I remember the elders of Faith Church coming to my grandparents' family room to lay hands and pray for my sister. And so, yeah, the entire family jumped in and supported us. Faith Church, that's where you work? It is where I work. <laughs> and it's where I grew up. Really? Yeah. So you've been a part of that church community for 47 years, too. Correct. Yeah. Yep. Only church I've ever known. Uh, there's some some striking differences between my my life and your life. I mean, today we're, we're practically twins. Uh, I, <laughs> and I still have my luscious head of hair. We'll talk about that later. But uh, So I, I'm, I'm the youngest and only son. Uh, you're the oldest and one of two boys. And and your youngest, the, the the sister, is the one who got diagnosed with cancer. Did you? F- was there a pressure that you know of or thought of on you to help be the man or to behave differently? Uh, was there any added pressure that you that you realized or thought of? Yeah, I think there's a couple things. I think one, there was a not that anybody put it on, but I felt that there was a pressure. Like my parents have enough crap to deal with. Yeah. Let's not give them any other crap that they have to deal with from me. Okay, so that so that really tempered your behavior. So not a lot of alcohol, no drugs, no shenanigans at school. You never got kicked out, in school suspensions. You tried to be a good boy. I tried. Yeah, I got kicked out of a classroom once or twice. But oh, I need to hear. There were no big deal. Because, uh-huh. yeah. you know, as a pastor, we're always trying to look for the kink in your armor, right? <laughs> I mean, the thing that makes oh, you Oh, they're human, there. Right? They're there. Um, so you really tried to be... Uh, uh, less of a problem for for Nick and Karen as you could. Right. So there was that. And then when I was a senior in high school, her cancer returned, Nikki's cancer returned. And so I, hang on, I, I just I don't, I don't want to just jump right through it. So so she got diagnosed with cancer at about three. Yep. Uh, and then everything's okay. Yep. And then when you were in high school, correct. It, and she was about twelve. Okay. It came back. It came back. So I do remember them, and it was then I believe in her spine. And so I remember my parents coming back from the hospital in tears, telling Kyle, my brother, and myself what was going on. And then my dad did say, 
Uh, I, at least I remember or recall him saying, you're going to have to take care of some things because I need to focus on this, which I fully understand. Yeah, you were in high school. You had your license then. You were Correct. working. You you were a swimmer, right? I'm, I'm, <laughs> you were a jock. <laughs> I, I, I think I was pretty athletic then. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, was the uh, actually first swimmer, uh, first letter winner in swimming for my high school, which didn't have a pool. Yeah. But my cousin so easy, swam. So it was easy to let her then. Yeah. So <laughs> my cousin swam, and uh, I started swimming at Thornwood uh, with his friends. And uh, thankfully, my high school let me do that. Uh-huh. <clears throat> so you do remember a, a day, a time, when your mom and dad came home, and your dad said, Jason, you, you got to step up a little bit. Yeah. That grows you up, right? I think so. Yeah. So another major difference in our life is I I was always really charmed, right? My parents, I hate to say this publicly, but for crying out loud, let's just be honest. I was always taken care of. My parents always took care of me. I mean, that's, my sisters always took care of me. My aunts, my uncles. I was the baby of the family that everybody took care of. It wasn't until maybe a year ago that I finally grew up and became a responsible <laughs> man, right? But, but you had that kind of put on you you pretty early. Yeah, and I think my parents just intentionally raised us to be independent anyway. Responsible, mature. I mean, I remember being in high school, and if we said, hey, we want to, you know, I want to go with my friends to a Cubs game, they're like, you know where the train is in Harvey, can drive to Harvey, get on the train, switch to the L downtown, go to the Cubs game, you could go downtown. Um, I remember being 16, and family had a heating and air conditioning business, and my dad's like, I need you to go pick up a, a truckload of air conditioners. And 16, getting in a box truck, no rear window, got to use the side mirrors, go down the tollway, no GPS, just a handwritten map from my grandpa and where I'm going in Itasca. And it's like, yeah, go. Um, so I think they raised us to be independent as well. And you're still, <clears throat> you're still a fairly independent spirit. Uh, I, I know as we as we've driven around before, we'd pass something like, "Oh, I did a thing over there. I did something over there." And I was like, "Oh, how old were you?" Like, I was seventeen, uh, and most most kids at the time weren't hanging out in Chicago at at seventeen, sixteen years old. Yeah, thankfully, I had older cousins who were also allowed to go downtown, who taught me the ropes, and you know, we were able to go to Taste Chicago, go do all these things, and uh, it was a blast. So, you, but it was also a different time yeah, yeah. than it is now. Yeah, in case. Our kids are starting to think like they could go do that. Your children and my children are not driving downtown. Correct. It's not going to happen. Not until they're 50, right? (laughs) And by then, by the time you're 50, you don't want to drive downtown. Right. I mean, I just want to go to bed. I'm almost 50. I'm like, yeah, I don't even know how to spell Chicago. Um, So other than a pretty pretty life-changing diagnosis in your family, you had a pretty normal childhood. Correct. Except, let's be honest... Your dad owned a heating and air conditioning company. Now, I know what it's like to run a business. <clears throat> so so anybody who owns a business has a ton of money. So you must have been raised like as a rich kid. Uh, absolutely not. So first of all, he didn't own it when I was oh. born. Oh. He just worked there. Oh. And uh, he was a serviceman in HVAC tech. And... Uh, my grandpa, my mom's dad, and his brother had started the company. Oh. And um, so for the first about 11, 12 years of my life, he was an HVAC tech. 
and he actually worked a second job for quite a while at uh, Ed Shirley Sports yeah. in Markham. Yeah, I remember that. And uh, just took took his pay in gear. So my dad has plenty of fishing a lot, gear. A lot of fishing. Um, but then there came a time when my grandpa's brother wanted out in the early 80s. And so uh, when my uncle, great uncle, sold, my dad bought in, and then my mom's only brother bought in. So they became uh, partners then. And so then probably in about sixth grade, then it changed. Uh, but then... That's when you guys started making all that money, sixth grade. Uh, I don't think money was <laughs> much of a concern, but also uh-huh. the, um, the amount of hours you have to put in go up. Yep. Thankfully, we lived right across the driveway, but I remember, you know, he'd get up, he'd go to work six o'clock in the morning, um, busy when they were in the summer or in the winter, work through the day, come home for supper, and then go right back out till eight, nine o'clock at night to get ready for the next day. So that was right. So that was you said at sixth, seventh, seventh grade. So that's right in between your your sister's cancer diagnosis. Correct. Right. Did you get along with your parents? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you had a great relationship. They again, they were uh, very trusting and very empowering to do what we needed to do, and um, felt free to do. Yeah, and 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 very encouraging to say, what is it that you want to do? So, you, wait a minute, you want to be the only swimmer at your high school? Okay, let's do this. And you know, you brought up the family support before. The first year that I did it was my junior year of high school and went through the first sectional meet and my grandparents came and my family's very competitive. Uh, You should know that. I've I've played some games. We don't anymore. Extremely (laughs) competitive. And uh, so I finished and my grandma's comment was, you know, so is there like anywhere you can go to get better? Uh Um, and, And then for Christmas, you know, they sent me to swim camp uh, with my friends and, you know, what is it that you want to do? Or they would push me to because my grandparents would take my brother and I fishing in Canada um, to a, a missions camp run by um, uh, retired missionaries. And in the summer between my junior and senior year at the camp, they said, hey, the guy who usually works here in the summer and helps the people who come, He's not going to be here. You've been here for a few years. Why don't you come up and be a fishing guide? But what, what do I know about being a fishing guide in put Canada? Boat, put the boat in the water, man. But my mom yeah. drove me to a truck stop in Rockford, put me into a van with a family we don't know. Who are you people? And <laughs> off to Canada I went. It wasn't the Gacy family, was it? It, it, it was not. It, I mean, we, we had people who knew them, you know, the people at the camp knew yeah. them. That's where they were going. But, you know, when these opportunities came, my parents said no. When I was in college and thought about getting into radio and doing TV, my yeah. parents never said, what are you, crazy? Yeah. They're like, how can we help you? Yeah, and that's crazy. And one of the things that I really wanted to talk with you about is is all of the experiences that you've had. So let's let I don't want to miss a beat, but I do want to kind of run through it, right? So uh, sister gets cancer. It's a life changing diagnosis for the family. Now you've got a great family of support. You also have a great church family, right? So faith church. 40 years ago was a great place. Uh, it still is. I'm not saying it, but 40 years ago was a great place. Uh, great family, great church. 
um, and you're trying to be as normal as possible, and you were raised independent. So you you graduate with lettering in uh, swimming. Yep. And you graduate normal. Like what do you mean like, normal? No, like no weirdness, right? I mean, like you didn't drop out and get your GED. Uh, I graduated you, normally. Okay, you didn't graduate early. No, right? You're just a normal kid. A good group of friends at your school. Uh, eventually, it got there. Yeah, well, it wasn't necessarily. Did you have some rough days at Atlanta? Well, yeah. I mean, I would say you know, coming out of eighth grade, I'm like the youngest kid in my class. I was the second shortest kid coming out of eighth grade. Which is strange to think of now, right? I, yes. Yeah. I loved to play sports, but wasn't necessarily gifted with the size to play sports when that happened. So you kind of had these two groups at Ileana. You had the kids who played sports, and then you had the kids who were out smoking behind the school. Yeah. And the kids who are out smoking behind the school, they'll take anybody. Yeah. So for a while, that's where I hung out. I didn't smoke. I didn't do any of those things. But um, that's where you found acceptance, and that's where I hung out. But after a while, I'm like, that's not what I'm into. So it got down to a really small group of friends um, and then was hanging out with my cousin and his friends at Thornwood, the swimmers. Uh, But then senior year, like the athletic kids kind of, I think, got over themselves. Yeah, right, right, right. But I mean... To the point where choosing a college, I chose based on large part where nobody else in my class was going. Really? Because I didn't want to go where any of them went. Okay, so so you had a, a strong uh, family community. You had a strong church community. You, you had a, a handful of really good friends by the time you graduated. And you graduated normal, but you chose to go to college um, somewhere where nobody or, or few people from your life went. Correct. Some older people that I knew went there. Uh, Some people from church went there. Um, But nobody from my graduating class went there. And I also kind of went there because when you fill out the ACT and you got to put down three schools to send your scores, I sent them. And uh, the guidance counselor sat me down and he said, okay, of the three that you've chosen, here is the ranking of the easiest that it'll be for you to get in and probably the best where you would do. And this one, the third choice, the hardest one, and probably where you won't do real well, I chose to go that one yeah, that to one. help prove them wrong. Yeah, yeah. and Because I can be stubborn and competitive like that. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> you're always such a pushover in my world. I don't know what you're talking uh, uh, What college did you go to? I went to Hope College in Holland, Michigan. <clears throat> Hope College... In Holland, Michigan. Mm-hmm. I love it. That's also a great place to just hit pause here for a little bit. Hey, guys, I really want to thank you for checking us out, 316 Podcast. Uh, I'm Clayton from 316 Creative Works. This is just number one of Talking with Jason. Hey, this is Clayton from 316 Creative Works talking about our podcast. Listen, if you like any of this stuff that you saw or you heard, I'm going to give you a couple places where you might find it besides coming in live to the Farmhouse Studios. There's a couple platforms you can find these on. Um, So you can check out Facebook, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iTunes, and SoundCloud. So for the cheap seats in the back there, let me say this one more time. You can go to Facebook, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iTunes, and SoundCloud. You can find it under 316 Podcasts.